0: How's everyone doing today? Kendall? Doing Anthony? pretty good. Uh,
1: yeah, glad to be yeah. back. <laughs> doing really well. I'm glad to have Kendall back. Yeah, yeah. like you were joking before, uh, you know, having one person in the studio, uh, you know, you're bouncing back and forth every once in a while. So,
0: no, it's great to have uh, Kendall back and yeah, have you here, Tony. Uh, so, you guys know what the Energizer Bunny is? Yeah, right? <laughs> of course. Yeah. So... Uh, I called Anthony the Energizer Bunny yeah. uh, mm-hmm. in a text because he's just so full of energy, right? Yep. But I, then I thought about him I'm like, that's really not an accurate description of him because the Energizer Bunny just kind of played his drum and kind of <laughs> went aimlessly, right? Like, right. this guy's got more than that. He's like the fast Energizer. Like, he's going so fast right. all the time. He's going 90 all the time, right, like <laughs> on a Ferrari. So, yep. Kendall, help me come up with a name for... Anthony is better than Energizer Bunny, because he's got energy, but he's going (laughs) hard, so if you can't come up with one, we'll just kind of stick with Energizer Bunny (laughs) for now, unless you got something for me, Anthony.
1: Ooh, I I know that uh, my parents, when I was younger, they called me the baby tornado, just because... you know, like, there it's so know. much energy, right? But, yeah, you know, maybe, like, the baby-faced tornado or something. No. I, I, I like baby tornado. <laughs> yeah, that okay. has a great
0: ring to it. it I will call you the baby tornado. I love it. Yeah, and the I next know. time we do one of these, we're going we're gonna to get a nickname for, <laughs> for, for Kendall. <laughs> I don't know what All that right. is yet, but yeah, I'll yeah, come okay. up with something. All right, uh, we, we're, like we're in the studio with my dad's uh, painting here, and he was a famous Name giver. He oh, gave okay. everybody, sometimes multiple names. Yes. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm living in my dad's shoes right now, yep, giving yeah. out nicknames. Okay, so we yeah. have the baby tornado, yep, and yep. you are to be determined. This show should <laughs> <Yeah>. be great. <laughs> we have Pastor Dale here from yeah. North Minneapolis. He's yep. been instrumental in building the game for players of color. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is what this show is all about. I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, I can do what I wanna, and make you a believer. Hear you say, I am shady in the street corner. i make you a believer, make you say, I. I can do what I wanna. I can do what I wanna. I can do what I wanna. Make you a believer.
1: Hey, how's it going, Pastor Dale?
2: <laughs> oh, you got. You got me on now, okay? Yeah, yep. yeah. Hey, how's, yeah. It going? <laughs> how's it going? Well, it's a, busy, it's a busy day as usual. Every day is busy, seven days a week uh, here at the youth ministry in North Minneapolis. But, uh, I'm also the pastor of the church here, so I'm never short of things to do. Yeah, is that St. Olaf Church? Yeah, St. Olaf Lutheran Church in North Minneapolis. So I have 140 8-year-old church.
1: Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So we got uh Kendall here and uh, obviously, you know, we uh know you pretty well, but uh you know, uh we're going to let Kendall go ahead and just start start the questioning. So, you know, happy happy to have you here and thanks again for 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 being here for the interview.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah Pastor Dell, we you know, we've been talking about you since we, you know, started this podcast about, you know, always bringing your name up about how much you've done for the game and you know how we got connected with you. So, You know, it's been long overdue to have you on to, you know, kind of hear, you know, directly from the source. So we just want to start with, you know, kind of your background where you grew up and how you, I know you're not originally from Minnesota, so how you came up here and and go from there.
2: Yeah, the the background piece kind of plays into it because I come from Iowa where, uh, at least when I grew up, it's, it's getting a little bit different now, but uh, hockey was pretty much a non-existent sport for uh, kids in Iowa. Uh, they did have uh, outdoor uh, skating for about, maybe about a month of the year. And a lot of that was slush skating. And most of us boys, uh, well, everybody had figure skates. We didn't, we didn't have hockey skates. So when I came up to Minnesota, Oh, well, actually, in Minnesota, in Iowa, wrestling is big. Right. So yeah. my, my high school sport in Iowa was wrestling. And uh, when I come up to uh, Minnesota as a senior in high school, um, I was fascinated with these kids that could skate like the wind. <laughs> and they played, they played at an outdoor rink uh, in Lauderdale. I went to Roseville High School Mm-hmm. uh my senior year there and uh wrestled uh but uh I kind of was kind of was fascinated with that uh these guys that played hockey it was a rough and tumble bunch of course, as yeah. hockey players are but um anyway, so that's my background and I come up here and uh the w- the way I got into this into hockey up here is kind of an interesting story too um i I didn't take well to the winners at first, <laughs> and um uh, mm-hmm. All the snow. My major recreation was watching the Vikings lose in their <laughs> attempts to get into the Super Bowl, <laughs> and uh, one one particularly bad loss. Uh, some people remember it, it was. Uh, I don't remember exactly the day of the game. But Fran Tarkenton's father died during the game. Oh my God! They didn't tell him. They didn't tell him, and then the Vikings lost the game on the last play on this. Uh, it was called the big push off. Uh, the Cowboys' uh, defender pushed off. Uh, Receiver oh, no. and uh uh and I remember a guy threw a whiskey bottle out on the field, and uh oh, it was a real debacle, and yes. I come up off the couch and I said, "I'm not doing this anymore
3: right <laughs> and oh,
2: so I, there was a there was an ice rink down the street from my house at Brian Square in Minneapolis, and so I had this pair of ice skates hanging on the in the back there in the garage, and I grabbed those and took those down to Brian Square was awful mm-hmm. <laughs> i had those iowa i had those iowa figure skates yeah You're right yeah oh my gosh so, so then that? i had a younger i had a younger brother who uh had grown up in minnesota and skated and attempted to make the hockey team turned out he's a, he was a better musician than an athlete but he's uh still athletic and i called i just happened to tell him i said you know i tried ice skating it was horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he just laughed. He just laughed. He said, you got those Iowa skates. He yeah, says, yeah. I, got an old, I got an old pair of hockey skates here. You come, out, come over and get these and try these out. And I did. And I loved it. That's you awesome. know, they had the ankle support that was needed. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah. So anyway, that, that's how I, I got to love the sport. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, since I probably was an adult without experience, and well, maybe because I was single oh. and I was interested in uh, some of the, uh, the participants in the uh, figure skating class at parade <laughs> who happen to be all happen to be all females yeah. um but anyway um yeah i went I, I, I switched over to figure skating um and uh have sort of that's been my major one since then i mm-hmm. um, just play hockey with the kids um you know, whenever he, t- well, and I did coach, but when my kids were growing up, I coached up until they got old enough to where the, the real coaches told me, well, why don't you just be a parent now? Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the hilarious. candid, uh, Minnesota passive
1: aggressiveness. No, I, I, I love that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, figure skating too, though, is really imperative to, to being, uh, you know, good at hockey, right? I mean, hockey has a whole bunch of components to it, but, you know, being a good skater is obviously one of those. And, People like uh, Ness and uh, Bergeroff and, you know, those famous names in Minnesota practice, you know, teaching people how to skate in particular really out of any other part of the game. So, um, you know, definitely a very important part. And, you know, the work that you do is obviously very valid as well. So uh, how did you get into the ministry?
2: Oh, well, I uh, run about way, um, from, first of all, found out that I was a people person. So I, my first career change was from, uh, scientific research to becoming a teacher taught in the Minneapolis schools for 15 years. Uh, and, and, uh, then, uh, in that transition of realizing I was a people person rather than a, than a just tech technician. Um, <clears throat> I, I thought someday I should get into the ministry. I'd like to do that. And, uh, the opportunity came sooner than I thought it would, uh, due to the, the declining enrollment in the Minneapolis schools and a bunch of stuff like that. And so <clears throat> in 1998, I had the opportunity to, <clears throat> to, uh, apply for, for the pastoral position here at St. Olaf and, uh, uh, got that. I guess it didn't hurt that my, my wife and her entire family were members here and helped build the church and. Uh, so um, I've been well-supported here. Uh, however, uh, I met my wife many years earlier. Figure skating, uh, right? At the figure
1: skating. No, no. I, <laughs> I met her at
2: uh, the other the – other well, the main program of uh, of New Directions Youth Ministry, which uh, Kendall's involved as a program director in. Uh, the agency's called New Directions Youth Ministry. Right. And uh, that originally was founded uh, – well <laughs> – I didn't, I didn't really take to any of the, the women in the figure skating class. I met a nice woman. <laughs> I met a nice woman at uh, at the camp that I worked at summer camp, Camp Tamarack, which Minneapolis schools used to run. And then, uh, we, we ended up getting married, but, uh, the one thing we, we wanted to do was to, uh, stay connected with the kids that we met at camp. So we started new directions, oh, wow. uh, the same, the same year we got married nice. 1979 and, um, And then it was some, we just, it was probably about five years later that, uh, Chris Williams, who went to the same church that my wife and I did, uh, in North Minneapolis, he came home from college and I had known him as a, you know, he was, he's younger than me. So I had known him as a kid Mm -hmm. skating down there at parade. And I'd seen this African-American kind of lanky 13 year old down there skating (laughs) and, uh, Dr Chris yeah and beating all the beating everybody in the races, including me, like <laughs> yeah. yeah, they held races around the rink and and uh, so anyway, he went away to college and came back from Northwestern, where he had played club hockey, and said to me uh well hey what what happened to hockey in North Minneapolis and I said, "Well, I don't know, and I'm not paying much attention to that and uh <clears throat> a couple of days later the the park director at North Commons Park where I lived by, said, You know what? Tell me if you tell, if you see anybody else's skate tracks on that rink out there. And I said, No, I don't see anybody but mine. And that's mm-hmm. great. I got a private rink.
3: Right. And he
2: said, Well you're not gonna you're not gonna have a private rink much longer if more people don't get out there.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, so, you know, remembering what Chris had said then, I I went down to Salvation Army and bought a uh, a loose pack full of old skates. And I walked into the uh, gym there at North Commons Park. And back in those days, that gym was packed. Yeah. And uh, But there were all these kids that were sitting around the floor on the outside. Well, they were the kids that were, they they weren't dominant enough to be able to, you know, get playing time. They, could, they got watching time. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I walked in there with those skates and I said, hey, anybody want to go skating? Oh, you know, all these kids jumped up off the floor and came running into the warming room. And pretty soon there were 20, 30 kids out on the rink and we were playing pom-pom pole away. <laughs> and, uh, so we did that for a couple weeks and I told the park director, I said, well, is the rink secured now? And he said, yeah, it's good. You got kids skating. Well, then they stopped coming. Mm-hmm. And wow. so I started to, yeah. I, I think I consulted with Chris. I said, Chris, what, what should we do with these kids? You know they—they they were interested for a while, but it can't sustain the interest. Chris said, "Give me your hockey stick, throw a puck out on the ice." I followed his directions, <laughs> and uh, that's how the North Minneapolis hockey and figure skating program started. Wow! So, awesome
1: story. my gosh, and we got the yeah. behind the scenes, and that yeah. wow. And it's still you know, thriving, uh, you know, thing today. And I'm uh, sorry, go go ahead, Pastor Dale.
2: Oh, yeah, because there's just so much fascinating things that happen here um, for a spiritual guy like me. It just, just seems like God working through the crazy way that God works. You can't see what he's doing, but right. or she. But uh, it, 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 good things happen, you know, and so. So Chris and I, our first park program was not at that park. It was up at Farview park okay. where they already had kids that were skating and they were, they were asking, can we get a team? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, wow. so we went up there and uh, the reason I mentioned that was because out of that team, we had one kid that went pro. Oh, wow. um, uh, 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 I can't think of his name right. Oh, he worked up at victory arena for many years. <clears throat> and then this also VMI. we had the first, yeah, the, the MIA. Yeah. Also, we had the first uh, female that ever played high school hockey in Minnesota. Oh,
3: okay.
2: A uh, Native American a woman, <clears throat> uh, Bet, uh, Betsy Freelove. Uh, she uh, did not get credit for that because oh. at the time it wasn't it wasn't legal. Mm-hmm. But North High needed a good player. And so I said, hey, the best player I know is Betsy. She And she was. She was the dominant player off that Farview team. And so the I knew the athletic director there from when I used to work at Central High School and Mitch Robinson. He said, "Let's give it a shot." He said, "What kind of equipment does she need?" <laughs> right, right. <laughs> female oh playing gosh. hockey. Uh, and, yeah, uh, oh my gosh! And she, uh, anyway, she played. She was the best player on the team. Uh, it was only a JV team by that time. The, the North, uh, North Side was kind of bumping down in in the. Uh, um <clears throat> in, in its uh hockey participation and uh she said oh i had a lot of interesting experiences in the locker room but um she uh she went her, well she she stayed here on the north side her kids just they played in our program uh and jack he he was the captain of the minneapolis team two years ago uh, that's awesome. <clears throat> uh minneapolis high school team jack's uh uh, Betsy's Native American, so Jack is too. Mm-hmm. So there there was actually diversity on that Minneapolis team. It was the year before they went to state. Okay. Um, and uh, But I don't think uh, anybody ever made much of it. Uh, but Jack's, Jack's sister also plays. She plays on the Minneapolis Novas now, the, the girls' team. Oh, that's awesome. uh, so it, it's a hockey family, and yeah, they live here on the north side, and, and Dad still sharpens skates for our program. He's got a sharpener in the basement. Wait,
1: what's their family? <laughs>
2: Jack, what's his last name? Stock. S D O C K. Yeah, Jack okay. Stock. Well, Jack was a uh, Kevin's the dad and Betsy's the mom. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, okay. real hockey. So it uh, that incredible. so that's basically kind of kind of how things got going. One other piece that happened uh early on was um oh boy. I'm going to have a mental blank here. Um, darn it! I should have prepared better for this. Right. Uh, the founder of the, and maybe maybe you know, the founder of the Mariucci Inner City Hockey uh, Program uh, in Saint Paul. Um, he he came to Minneapolis, and and he uh, he got us started with a group of squirts in the association. At that time, it was the Henry Association. I'm sorry, they were Mites. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, oh gosh, I wish I could remember. Uh, I'll see if I can Google his name while I'm talking here. But um, that that we had a dozen kids because the church where I was going at the time and doing my internship to become a pastor was down in the projects in North Minneapolis. And a woman by Louise James had these uh, six to eight-year-old kids Said, yeah, let's sign them all up for hockey. So we did, and we got them out there, and uh, they played in the Henry Youth Hockey Association. Uh, that was the year after that first Barview team. So then we, by that time, then we had one one team in the association, and we had then we had two park teams that year, and it continued to grow like that, and the association became uh, very much involved with our our. The way, the way we did things. Uh, we had a lot of kids that played in the Henry Hockey Association back in those days because Henry Hockey uh, had the, I think it was the 11th largest gambling operation in the state at that time. Oh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> with pull tabs. And uh, they would actually, our kids our kids skated free. And they'd okay. give them a $50, $50 gift certificate to go buy whatever equipment they wanted. Uh, so all we had to come up with was the driver, uh, because many of our kids didn't have, uh, a, an available parent at the time, you know, to go practice. So mm-hmm. we, we hired one of the moms to be a driver and, uh, yeah, we had a lot of participation in that Henry program early on. One of the people you probably heard of him in the news, uh, Booker Hodges, he's now the police chief yeah. out in Bloomington. Oh my gosh. He was a part yeah, of Yeah. Yeah, he's on the board at New Directions, and he used to be the executive director of New Directions for several years back in the early 2000s, okay. but Booker's um, Booker's father and uncle were big hockey stars when North Minneapolis used to actually have some history of hockey. Uh, Richard, his uncle, went on to become the first African-American, American, not African-Canadian, uh, first African-American to be drafted into the NHL. Oh, uh, he did wild. not he did not go through with that it was uh, during the vietnam war and mm-hmm. uh being a patriotic guy he he uh instead went and served in vietnam and when he came back uh he had no interest in pursuing that uh, career but um oh. yeah booker was booker was part of that we had quite a few quite a few people booker then he ended up being the last the last captain at the henry high school um, when Henry High School folded, uh, Booker was the captain there. I mean, they went the Minneapolis schools consolidated mm-hmm. uh, down down to two teams. Well, actually, I think before that, they because the North Side had one team. North Edison and Henry were one team. But back in those days, those were pretty heady days. If you look back, you'll see that Edison. Uh, <clears throat> well, actually, one of the things that happened was uh, Henry hockey. Uh, unfortunately, they had a gambling manager that ran off with the money. It was the first time this had happened in pull tab history because pull tabs were new. So Henry made the point, "Well, it's not our problem." You know, this this guy was a crook. He got yeah. caught. We shouldn't have to uh, be penalized for that. But the state thought differently, and uh, Henry lost their gambling license. And without their license, they they were not. Uh, you know, they couldn't thrive. So, Henry and Edison combined, and you might remember back in those days, Edison actually went to state a couple times. Yeah, Edison was <clears throat> pretty, pretty good.
1: Yeah, they were a powerhouse. powerhouse. Yeah, yeah, wow. My goodness. Yeah, it, yeah,
2: they, uh, <clears throat> right, right. And so, some of those kids played on I have, a, I have on an it.
1: interesting <laughs> question, though. So, actually, no, just, but yeah, like, what, what, what is your take on what happened there, right? Because if you do look at some of the Minnesota hockey history, those Minnesota teams were absolute, Um, those Minneapolis teams are absolute powerhouses, and then, um, you know, slowly but surely, right, excited to migrate more into the suburbs. And, um, you know, what is, what is your take on, on something like
2: that? Well, I think um, the, the Edison situation was kind of, uh, you might say, the, the swan song for, you know, that, the hockey primacy in the northern part of Minneapolis there. And I think in, in the southwest part, It continued, uh, the socioeconomic differences between Southwest Minneapolis and North Minneapolis are well known, Mm -hmm. Um, and Southwest Minneapolis continued to uh, be able to thrive both at high school level and at the association levels. Um, Things changed very rapidly in Minneapolis. I remember Roosevelt, one of the Roosevelt guys Roosevelt had an association, and they were involved in some of the diversity things we were doing at the state level. But overnight, um, after when the Somali people were were brought to Minnesota, I think one-third of the population of Roosevelt, maybe even half, became Somali Mm. overnight. And now that's a population we still haven't really uh you know gotten many inroads into maybe they're doing better down there in south east minneapolis in the hiawatha program uh, which is quite good and uh so you know maybe i just don't know who's behind those helmets but up here in north minneapolis there's not really much of a somali population but that was kind of the end of roosevelt high school's uh hockey program their association so when those kinds of changes occurred um it kind of made it difficult to uh, keep things going. Uh, there initially up here in North Minneapolis, there was a lot of interest in the Hmong community. Uh, down at Harrison Park, we established a big program down there, and the Hmong people originally settled in the projects down there and really enjoyed hockey, mm-hmm. and some of them played on the Henry team. Uh, North was out of business by that time, but Henry had, had some Hmong kids play. Uh, I think one one of the things that have is they are a little smaller, and uh, I think they got the perception that, that, that they might get hurt out there, if the parents did. Mm-hmm, yeah. I think I, I remember a kid broke yeah. his arm playing, getting checked into the boards. Which, which them, does, you know. which is. And Kendall will probably tell you you can you can testify to that. That's one of the disadvantages to our approach to hockey here because parkboard hockey does not allow checking. Right. So if a kid if a kid can make the transition from parkboard hockey without going through, you know, at least bantams, mm-hmm.
3: they're pretty squirts.
2: vulnerable. Yeah, they, don't, they, they don't know how to protect themselves out there.
3: Yep,
1: that's for sure. So that's, that's a fit. whole other, yeah, we could have a whole nother conversation about that even in yeah. general where they're, you know, they uh, raise the age of checking, right, versus mm-hmm. maybe, you know, even lowering it where, you know, places in Canada they had squirts, you know, that were checking, learning how to take hits, right? There's an argument for, uh, you know, girls' women's hockey, right, that they should be, learning how to take hits because ultimately, right, a lot of injuries happen in girls' hockey, women's hockey because of hits ready. that just yeah. happen, right, in a high-speed, yeah. high, high speed, you know, game, right, people run into each other and, you know, these kind of things happen. So, yeah, right, you break, you know, a big, a you know, point there about, about that. But, I mean, regardless, right, it's still good to get these kids on the ice, I think, you know, and having mm-hmm. that kind of, um, you know, practice in general – I don't know if you have any uh, questions quick here, Kendall, but I mean, like I just a yeah. couple things that you did, you know, say, I want to just, um, you know, go back to North Commons quick and hockey part portion of it. There is a rink um, being built. Is that still the case happening?
2: Well, that's quite a ways out on the horizon. Um, okay.
1: Well, no, awesome. But yeah. So yeah. just, you know, I just know that, right. That's going to be, you know, hopefully a big, a big part of it as well. And just, you know, moving the ball forward with that. Well, then- it
2: might be, I I'm, I'm, I'm not sure of this strategy. This, uh, relying on the park board, I think we got we, we we turned it. We got maybe at this point a little bit of over reliance on park board programming um, mm-hmm. because it just doesn't lead to uh, full participation in the sport of hockey. Right. Uh, I know one kid made the jump <clears throat> from park board to high school, and then he didn't last long. He just he just said that he just wasn't of the caliber that but part of the problem here in minneapolis is also that it's down to one team so you got a whole city Mm the whole city that's competing to get on a jv and um actually the assistant athletic director is the former head coach at henry so i know him very well Mm -hmm. and um you know he would like to expand the program and maybe have a couple of jvs or a ninth grade program even but there's not enough ice in Minneapolis. Oh,
3: okay.
2: That's the problem. When they when they when they closed Victory Arena back okay. about five years ago, that just put the pinch on everybody, yeah. and and so until they until they get another rink somewhere, um, you know, there's just not going to uh, be any, enough opportunity for kids, and it even keeps kids from going into association association level hockey because they intuitively know the high level of competitiveness it takes to make that high school team. So like here, you know, Kendall's well aware of this because his kids have dropped. He's having kids drop off of his team as they see, well, you know, I got more chance in basketball than I do in hockey. It was a novelty. It was a very interesting thing. I really enjoyed it. But, you know, as far as becoming a high school athlete and becoming popular in my high school Nah, I think I love basketball. So he's he's lost a couple of kids to basketball that were really promising, and that's just kind of the way that's been going. Um, so we, I think we're we're thinking we we work closely with uh, the old Edison Hockey Association, which used to have the eleventh the tenth largest gambling operation in the mm-hmm. in the state, yeah. and actually built an arena which is now owned by the Park Board. Um, Edison had to go out of business for financial reasons, and uh, the, it's it's it was resurrected as the City of Lakes, the Titans, and we work closely with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, North Minneapolis was assigned to with Northeast in District One uh, back when the two associations combined way back in the day, uh, and and uh, we're still with the Titans, uh, but. If the Titans um, have to waiver a lot of their players down to the Minneapolis Association, that's, and that, that is a very uh, well-run machine down there. They, they produce most of the high school players and um, just do an excellent job of, you know, when you see Minneapolis represented in let's play hockey is, you know, in in the standings and whatnot, it's all Minneapolis hockey. So our kids can play down there too. and, And many of them do, but as far as the diversification of the sport, it's not very many of the of the, the diverse population that, that make it through that. Yep.
1: Yeah, it seems to almost be like you said, almost more hyper competitive, in within the city, right? Than maybe even a lot of associations or you know uh, other other high schools and, and stuff. Just because you have so many kids competing just for that for that one team, but um, so. How are you, um, and, you know, I know some of these things, obviously, but for the viewers, right, what are some of the things that you do or that you're doing to help expand the game? And, you know, maybe some examples. I know this summer, right, we we were at the North Y, and we ran a bunch of, um, you know, or a couple times the floor hockey. And, you know, just uh, there was a kid that um, I've talked about a couple times, you know, before. It's been a while now, but his name is King. And, um, you know, still working with his grandmother on getting him on. but that, you know, he started doing the floor hockey, then he went ahead to do the wild, uh, hockey for me skating or yeah. in the skate stuff. And now he's a hockey player. Right. So, I mean, I, credit you, you know, to be honest, uh, to, you know, doing something like that, but just, you know, what else do you kind of, what other things do you have in the works and like, you know, how rewarding is that for you to be able to see, you know, kids like King again, you know, getting involved and then making that jump to actually playing hockey from something like hockey. Well,
2: actually I, 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 I don't find the, the success angle of it that rewarding because we don't have that many successes. I, I think there have been uh, remarkable successes. Uh, they tend to, I think they tend to, to, there's two 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 things that tend to make them happen. One is very supportive parents like Jack Stock had. Mm-hmm. You know, his dad drove him, his mom, they drove him to Minneapolis hockey. He played storm uh, as well as parkour. And so he, he developed his skills there. And the other one that and this this you know <clears throat> they both have good jobs uh they so they work together as a team getting their kids to hockey that kind of a situation you know that that that's a that's the kind of classic situation that creates good hockey players um, <clears throat> then uh the other thing that that we've seen happen is people that just have uh kind of this un- uncanny I'd call it Uh, interest and ability in the sport. And I think King is one of those. You mentioned King Mm -hmm. because (laughs) actually he came, he came to us before the floor hockey thing. He just happened to be there at that floor hockey uh, facility, but he played last year and uh, that kid came in and he, he he was like a, uh, he was a seven year old and knew all about the sport. He'd watched it. He had researched it on YouTube. He'd watched everything. He knew, he knew much more about the sport than I did. (laughs) And you know, (laughs) so and and the other thing about him he's got a he's got a supportive family like the stock family so they get him to everything and uh he can probably be somebody that just through his own interest and the combination of that and the family support we may be seeing things of him in the future and i'm hoping that's the case uh we've had some disappointments when kendall first came in we just, I think the the week Kendall started, we lost our best player to basketball up at Edison. Yeah. And Kendall and I were going to gee, we, we tried to talk that kid out of it, and, and it didn't go anywhere. And then he had a brother that got that died in a carjacking. He he didn't he wasn't a carjacker. He just jumped in the car and they ended up getting killed. Yeah. And and then this year he came back and he said, you know, well, I want to play hockey now. Well. He transferred schools, so the, the um, Minnesota State High School League transfer rule disqualifies him, so he's playing on our recreational park league um, to, just to keep his foot in the door until he can play hockey again, so he may be one who just through the having the, the amazing talent and interest could make it, uh, but no, I, I'm thirsty for a lot more success. Right? We are not having the success we need or should have. we got to keep moving this thing forward, keep our... I'm I'm so glad that Kendall and Anthony are are involved, you know, because they're people with a passion and they want to make things happen. And, uh, you know, it's to keep moving forward with this and I'm glad to work with them and help in any way I can to make uh increase the diversity in the sport.
1: Yeah. So for uh, you want to No, I was yeah.
3: just saying that it was great to hear kind of the background cuz <laughs> I knew a little yeah. bit of some of the things you talked about, but just hearing all the different things, even the, you know, political side of it of, uh, you know, numbers and, you know, money and all that is, you know, very interesting to hear. And, again, like you just said, to continue to push this thing forward, you know, we'll have to find some, you know, new and innovative ways and, uh, you know, things to get these kids you know si- signed up and uh, continue to stay interested in hockey. So,
2: yeah, yeah, it's not. It, I always ask this question. Mm-hmm. Somebody would say, "Was well, it time to quit?" And say, "Who's who does that help?" Right? <laughs> yep. That doesn't right. help anybody. Yeah. Wow. That's a really that's <laughs> super powerful. We've,
1: honestly, Pastor Dale.
2: Yeah, we've got the we've got the history. We've got the talent. People start all over again. You know, you, you just don't have that. One group that did start over, you should maybe interview them. You know, and maybe mm-hmm. you already have the Dynamites down in the south side. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, Yeah, I actually happened to be working down at Central School back when they started, and I helped John Foley get that started Mm -hmm. uh, with equipment and stuff and, you know, just telling them what we were doing and how you could get that going on the south side. And they have far surpassed us in uh, their ability to uh, crank out, um, you know, uh, players of color. So, Mm -hmm. But I think they, too, are are still feeling the same we are, that, gosh, it should be better, you know? Yep.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, we had um, James Toussaint uh, come in a couple months ago now. And uh, again, just an incredible person, great energy. Um, yeah, I family, know James. Uh, yeah, yeah, James got incredible. So, yeah, my family went to Park Avenue back in the day. And uh, so, um, you know, saw the dynamics, were familiar with the program, and incredibly grateful for everything that they actually are doing as well. But, you know, to your point, right? I mean, it's, um, you know, there's, there's programs like that that can be. Um, you know, growing and that there's other parks in Minneapolis, I think that, you know, could be having that kind of success. And um, so I'd also love your honesty about, you know, wanting the more success, right? Like obviously you could have come on and said, everything's great, but yep. the fact that like you were honest about that and said, no, we need to do better. Um, I really love that. So kind of like, what, a, if anybody's listening, like what can we do or what can they be doing to, you know, help push this ball forward either, you know, not only just for North Commons and, you know, getting people involved, but also for the sport in general.
2: Oh. Um boy, that that is really a good question. <laughs> um well of course Stumpkin. one you know, one no. thing is one thing is the financial support. Um right now one thing we're trying to do at New Directions is pass the, the leadership off to somebody. Um <clears throat> I'm seventy three years old. Uh, in remarkably good shape thanks thanks yeah. to ice skating <laughs> yep. and hockey. Yep. But uh that's, that's what it's just a passion. Well, I love skiing. I love to ski too. So, uh, but just, it's also genetics and God is good and, and so on. But, um, go Chris at one of the board meetings. He looked at me and he said, you know, you're not going to be around here forever. We got to start planning for your replacement. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So we're, you know, we're trying to do that. We're trying to uh, pass the torch. That's helpful. Keep the organization supported because it's an organization with a history and a knowledge and an expertise um, and, re- and network relations that are important and uh, the starting over wouldn't be very helpful at this point but um, <clears throat> just the you know the average uh, person that uh, is involved in hockey uh, just to be aware of that uh, oh yeah like one thing that um, from from a uh, the Maple Grove, uh, our Saint Olaf Church is involved with the Lord of Life Lutheran Church out there, which quite a large church. I think they got about six thousand members, and, okay. and uh, so some, one one year, that's why we have so much stuff in the equipment room, candles, because mm-hmm. one of their members said, "Well, let's start a drive for for uh, Saint Olaf." Or new directions for for the hockey equipment. And, oh yeah, my god, okay. stuff they, yeah. <laughs> they gave us such and all kind of new stuff. They must buy new stuff every year out there. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I and I looked in the I looked in the equipment cage in there, Kendall, the other day, and I see mm-hmm. stuff in there I don't even know where it came from. Yeah,
3: I know. You know, yeah, nice
2: great. sticks. Yep. Because you know the stick. We were using those old wood sticks. Yeah, uh, exactly. you know, for my kids, I was buying them nice graphite sticks, that cost me two hundred bucks at dicks You know, yeah. but <laughs>
1: sticks are like three hundred dollars now. Yeah, I was shocked the last time I going to go buy a stick. Yep. It was honestly crazy. So,
2: but, and, and yeah. then uh, Chris, Chris was able to locate a um, a local uh, Henry Henry High School graduate who's done quite well in the corporate world and. So this year he bought a whole bunch of new skates. Yep. Wow, so kids, awesome. kids are out there with new skates, which is really nice. Yeah. So, really nice. Yeah, um, but I think just for the you know the the the, the suburban schools and the uh, just to be aware that there is a need uh, coming out of uh, these higher diversity neighborhoods to make room for 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 people to. Uh, succeed mm-hmm. in the uh, associations and in the, uh, and, and by the way, the Minneapolis association, no, it was, actually, it was the Minneapolis high school. They did a good job last summer. They gave one of our kids a scholarship so he could uh, take the pre-high school training that Joe Zidzik offers during the summer. Awesome. So, you know, they, they do help in that way, but just, to, you know, all the parents that are involved in those kinds of programs, just to be aware of, um, you know, Greasing the skids towards uh, any opportunities that uh, can help diversify their teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that Minneapolis team that went to state, and I don't think there was much diversity on it. Um, no, any, no, to be honest, there was not. No, and, at all. But, yeah. and, and unfortunately, they never lifted up Jack Stock. I don't know why they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, right. A few years back, they had a really good player named Robert Adams. I, I don't know whatever happened to Robert, but you know Joe Ziezek. Mm-hmm really lifted him up, made sure he played first line Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: uh, he was good. He was, he was worth putting on the first line, but you know, when you, when winning is your only, only a goal um, sometimes, you know, a kid, a kid like that might end up getting, getting lost in the system. Mm -hmm. So it has to be more than just winning being the goal. It has to be, um, you know, the sports teams need to be more about community, building that community, inclusive community and ha- being aware of that. And we have, a, we have a lot of parents that are involved that um, their kids play the storm and they play on the park board mm-hmm. for that very reason.
1: Yep. Yeah. Right. And yeah. And I think, um, you know, that goes to maybe getting, you know, more more JV teams available. And um, because like you're saying with somebody like Robert Adams, who I'm actually not hundred percent familiar with, but I didn't know Joe Dizek and, you know, he's an awesome guy. And I know that, you know, being a Minneapolis guy and everything, right? He cares deeply about the program and is passionate about it. So I definitely know that, uh, you know he he am, you know is out there trying to do do his part. And I just hope that everybody, right? Like we need everybody's buy in, right? Like so, yeah, having you know extra JV teams or something, as you have mentioned before, um, helping you know build up these park board leagues, you know, will be really big. Um, in these areas, is there anything that people can do for North Directions or North uh, Commons? Um, New Directions North Commons. Just as you're on the air, well, you can think of.
2: Yeah, that, that you know, donation of equipment is always very helpful, yeah. um, and uh, uh so that's Can you still sign up
1: to play uh, hockey for New Directions this winter?
2: Yeah, we're still we're still signing up the okay. um, the Titans. We work with the city of Lake Titans. their Their rosters are now closed. Okay, but part the park roster will stay open until the uh 24th i think of january and um you know any it's fun it's fun i mean it's it's like a many kids that play a hyper regimented brand of hockey love getting out there on that park rink Mm -hmm. Uh, especially the sunday afternoon pond hockeys that chris does just really enjoyable where you go out and it's just free form stuff um and i don't know if we'll you know, if that'll ever be something that's valued as much as it used to be. But, um, you know, my kids were lucky. They, we lived a block away from the Weber Park ice rink. And um, when they were growing up, I remember one time uh, one of them asked me, Dad, other kids go to movies. How come we're always at the rink? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Oh, my gosh. So I said, okay, we'll go, yeah, we'll go, to, we'll go to some movies. But they, yeah. they, they honed a lot of their skills down there just on the pond hockey rink they spent probably weekends probably spent 16 hours down in the rink just mm-hmm. trying to learn how to hit that uh, puck up in the corner of the net or that you know what things that skills like that and that kind of stuff that parkour hockey you can kind of a, a kid can kind of get into it at that level mm-hmm. where it's more creative fun uh kid-like atmosphere than kind of the regimented association style hockey which generally leads to a high school placement or um uh, or college so and I, don't, and I don't know where to take all that that's just commentary <laughs> yeah.
3: no, i think the park the park board is a great place to start for a kid because you know like you said it's kind of low pressure it's not you know you're not you're only practicing a couple times a week but you know you're out there having fun and uh, you know, not the pressure on you about making a team or the wrong play or anything like that. You can, you know, kind of grow into your own player and learn a lot of different things out there. So,
1: yeah, and also, so and this is obviously the hockey is for everybody podcast. And um, but just when I was at um, you know, uh, something out in the community a couple months ago, and I I shared the story with you. So it might be even longer than that because it was you know during the summer, but somebody had come up to me and they were asking what I had done for some coaching, all that kind of stuff. They I had coached, I'd mentioned North commons, et cetera. And you know, they're like, Oh my God, pastor Dale. And they were just raving on and on and on about you. And they had talked about some bike trip that you had put together back in the day. And so I just bring that up as, as in like, you know, you're a, you're a pillar in the community and people, you know, this was a bike trip that had happened. You know, I don't, you know, you'd already aged yourself. You said you're 73, but I mean, it had happened like, you know, 20 years before something like that. And that guy would just remembered, exactly you know you and i think you knew him well but i mean but it just kind of again just like you know it, it, just speaking to your character and how you're known around the community as, as somebody that you know was a great guy incredibly positive gets stuff done and cares about people so um you know thank you so much again for being here and uh, you had mentioned that you're you're pretty busy so you know i'm um, thinking for giving us even this amount of time and um yeah unless you know we'll you know, open the floor to you again if you have anything left you know left to say but um you know i think we'll we'll end it there
2: yeah, I just say it's not about me. Probably more about community. Uh, mm-hmm. This North Minneapolis community, troubled as it may be, and uh, you know the, the reputation people have of it, it's just a wonderful place to live. The people that live in it are just great people, and uh, you know, even throw that out. Why not buy a house here if you're a young couple starting out? James Tucson, he and, he and his wife live a block away from the church. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, no so
1: second. The, I second that, you know, like Mm -hmm. a lot of times, you know, especially growing up in the suburbs, right, you know, you hear these folklore about, oh, it's dangerous to go here, go there. And it's like, absolutely not. And the more time that I've spent on the North side, I see that, um, again, again, it's how genuine everybody is. And, you know, they're just like my neighbors anywhere I've lived. So um, I recommend that as well. You know, if you're looking for real estate, looking for property, houses, all that kind of stuff, check out the North side and, you know, be a part of you know, growing this great community that has had such an incredible history. And, you know, we've seen kind of, again, right, you know, the ups and downs that come, but, you know, it's definitely in a in a Phoenix version of itself, you know, it's rising from the ashes, it's, you know, experiencing a renaissance. So be a part of that. And again, um, you know, so much like be, be like somebody like you're doing right now, giving back to the community. Thank you again, Pastor Dale. Yeah, um, thanks for mm-hmm. your time and your you know your oh.
3: story and giving us the the whole history and background of New Directions and everything. So we, it was a pleasure well, thank having you on. Yeah,
2: thank you, Kendall and Anthony. I'll see you tonight, Kendall. Yep, I got yeah, a new uh, I got a new girl coming in for your team. Yeah, I heard. So I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> These things are so amazing. Her her mother uh, she was the caretaker of my of my guardian godson for oh, okay. years and I didn't even know she lived in North Minneapolis oh, nor yes. did I know she had a kid. So yeah. Suddenly, yeah, so I'll see you tonight.
1: All right. Sounds good. Thanks again.
2: And Pastor Dale. Right.
3: I'll
1: see you soon. I'd love to, uh, let's, uh, I'll get on the phone here with you soon, but thank you again and uh, could not uh, be more grateful for you sharing your time. So uh, thank you. And to uh, our listeners, uh, thank you so much. And uh, I hope you really enjoyed this and please check out the North Commons. Uh, please check out new directions and uh, gear um you know donations anything uh St. Olaf Church all of that so thank you so much again we really appreciate it Kendall, take it away yep thanks
3: again listeners uh again you can sign up uh with North Commons and uh new directions until the 24th i believe pastor dale said so you know just come out and try it we we give out gear from head to toe so you know it's no pressure if you, you don't like it you do but you know, tell friends and family, and and we'll be looking forward to having you out. Thanks again. Yeah, I yeah. can do what I wanna. Make you a believer, hear you say I.
0: From Haiti in the street corner. You will believe and make you say I